This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Uh, Dan Fitzgerald is the KU baseball coach. <laughs> okay. Good luck this weekend, Dan. Don't really mean it, well, but good you, luck. You, uh, you, you asked me um, who he who he was, mm-hmm. and so there you go. He, uh, I, spent, I put you on the spot there. I apologize. No, no, no. It's okay. It's, it's, it's really okay. Fair. No, it's okay. Uh, he spent nine years as an assistant coach at Dallas Baptist. So yep. That's why he probably got some Texas kids, and probably will have more Texas kids. He also spent a year at. Uh, at LSU, All and, right. and a, well known for being a, a great recruiter, so I, <clears throat> I feel like uh, the the program will be will be better under him uh, on the uptick. Yeah. Hey, let me uh, let me ask you about this. What was your reaction to the Matador Club announcement yesterday that the Texas Tech baseball team will be under its umbrella? They announced this yesterday. Uh, they're going to uh, offer five-figure contracts to all members of the Texas Tech baseball team. Uh, Cody Campbell, the founding member of the club's board of directors, uh, said that uh, the agreements are for $10,000 each for up to 39 baseball players. That's more than travel. Um, <clears throat> their signing well, session will be More than travel in Big 12 play. In Big 12 play, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if 39 is there a there's not is there a limit on what you can do? I, there is right now. You're because of the COVID. You're still in the era of if you have you know fifth year guys, you can go past the number. I think the number is 35. Now. Okay, so you can so we have a little bit. Tech of has four extra. Okay, because of the COVID stuff, and that'll be slipping away here in the near future. So, and this signing is going to be public. It's going to be closed to the public and to the media. That's that's. Comes as really as no surprise to me. What do you mean this signing? Well, when they've had other signings, like when they did women's basketball and others, other sports, they made a press conference kind of event out of it when they announced it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't seem like baseball style. No, huh? that's yeah. like what I'm saying. Yeah. So it comes as no surprise to me that it's that it's closed, and that's, and that's fine. That's 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 frankly their business. Um, and this this is tied, like I said, to the Matador Club, and basically, um, the the commitment then is to be involved in in nonprofits and charities and and things along those lines um, to help you know sp- spread the goodwill of Texas Tech athletics. So, ten grand a player. Um, what was your what's your thought on that? A lot of different thoughts. I mean, you know, ten ten grand uh, for a Tech baseball player is. Um, it's going to help pay their tuition. Sure, right. Because okay. uh, remember, these aren't full scholarship guys. Yeah, none of them, not a single one. So, uh, does that does that pay for half of your tuition, your mm-hmm. reward, and all that stuff? I, I I'm not really sure. I don't know what the exact cost is at Texas Tech at this point. I would tell you it probably yeah. doesn't come close to covering what a semester is for, you know, going to school. Mm, I bet it's. It puts a dent in it. I bet it's not that far. I mean, as far as half, I bet it's close to half. Yeah, for for a year. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah, yeah. Probably so. Probably I bet it's close to a half. Probably so. I mean, um, it's all different kinds of ways to look at that. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I think it's really interesting here. The and it feels so different to me. 
you know, with the, what the Matador Club has done with football, softball, and baseball, it's everybody getting an equal amount, mm-hmm. not a, just outrageous amounts that just make you like make your eyeballs pop out of your head with men's right? basketball. Um, compared to men's basketball, yeah. yeah, these numbers for baseball or football, it, <clears throat> football's getting twenty five grand or whatever, and um, is is the Matador and softball. Women's basketball is separate. They're not a Matador club. They're deal. not. My yeah. my guess is if they do this next year, that it would fall into the Matador club. I don't have any inside knowledge on that, but I, th- is I think is that because that hasn't gone well with the other one. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if it went as well as they thought. I don't. I, my understanding is I don't think it did uh, okay. because I think that was based on on that organization, Level Thirteen, trying to associate the girls with businesses as opposed to. This organization, the Matador Club, is made up of people who contribute to the Matador Club, and then that money uh, is is designed to go to um, support Lubbock-based nonprofit organizations. So they they do public service work for that money. So you know, I, I mean, I love the fact that it's across the board the same for mm-hmm. each athlete on a team. Um, Again, that's not an amount that just makes you just like holy cow or anything like that. So I think that's good. Um, it just feels completely different than it does for men's basketball. It just really does. Yeah, and I and I think that that philosophy for men's basketball, and it'll be interesting to see once once he really kind of has a chance to breathe a little bit and you get a chance to kind of get to know him a little bit better because he's – Frankly, Coach McCaslin is still trying to put together a staff and and put together his roster and see if this is truly a school first uh, initiative versus a money first initiative. Because that's, that's I think you can you you know you'd like to think that that and I think you can be that way as much as possible. But you're dealing with <clears throat> with different athletes, and I think you got if you're gonna if you're gonna truly play this game of college basketball, you've got to play that game of yeah, big money. You you do. Um, is I, it as high as what you were paying last year? When I mean, you were rumored to be one of the yeah. fourth or fifth highest paid teams yeah. in the country. Yeah, two point two million was yeah. the number that you hear thrown around. Whether that was the actual, yeah, you know, I have no idea budget for the salaries or however you want to however you want to phrase that. I mean, well, obviously well, that, that did worked, not pay off. Yeah, that worked out really well. Well, it just goes to sh- it, it goes to show you that you can't always just lead with money. You have to lead with you know, other things and, and people just because people get thrown a lot of money at them doesn't mean that they're going to perform at a high level and as a team. And obviously that didn't work. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see the approach that's yeah. taken uh, moving forward with this, with this regime of men's basketball. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you, you've always known I'm not a, I, I don't even, I'm not a huge fan even of the term NIL because mm-hmm. for the most part, it's just pay for play. Although, like you're saying, Chuck, that these these teams that are doing things for nonprofits and charitable organizations, there is a little bit more to, okay, they are doing it with, you know, um, to benefit others, and there's a positive there. I would also say that these programs, I mean, do those things on their own anyways. Sure. Football sure. and baseball and whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll, see, you'll see them out doing things. They um, were doing that before. Even yeah, when, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Regardless of who the coach was. So uh, there's nothing bad about what's going on now. Again, 
I if if I could if I could make one change to college athletics, the first one would be that every guy, every kid, every young man, and every young woman that competes for our university doesn't have to pay for their education. Okay, that that's taken care of. Okay, that I don't care if they're, you know, um, the superstar of a team or you know the whatever third string left guard or the, um, you know, twelfth bullpen pitcher out of the pen. Okay. Um, if you're competing for us, you, you don't have to worry about paying for school. That would be awesome. Okay. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And so baseball players who do, or their parents do have to pay for them to compete for the red Raiders. I love that they're getting this money to help pay for that. Now, will mom and dad just keep paying it and give the kid the money? I have no idea, but that's, that's between mom and dad and the athlete. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think the athletic department budgets, especially in the power five conferences have risen to a level that the university uh, should, should find a way. Uh, well, the university to, can. The well, university no, can. no, let me finish. Let me finish what I was going to say. Should find a way to fund full scholarships for the, for its 400 and something athletes. But they can't. NCAA rules say student athletes can't have uh, tech or college baseball players can't have. There are only so many scholarships that they're allowed to give away. No, I know. So they I know. can't. So you have to have an outside deal. It's not the university. You have to have an outside deal in NIL if you're going to pay for those things. Well, I, like I said, I mean, I I think every I, I'm I'm in agreement with you. However, they need to do it. That if you're if you're competing for Texas Tech in, but, but the university can't do yeah. it. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is uh, May the 17th. Time for this day in sports history at 645. Here is Jeff McGuire. 1915 is where we will start. Okay. Because Cubs' George Zip Zadel relieved with two outs in the first. Mm -hmm. He winds up with a 4-3 19 inning win over Brooklyn in the longest relief job ever. Wow. So you go to work that day and they're like, you're going to be the bullpen today. Cool. I'll go out to the bullpen. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and get warmed up. It's going to be a long day. Our guy can't throw strikes. And then you pitch 19 innings. Yeah. Yikes. 1939, the very first televised baseball game is broadcast on NBC. Princeton University defeated Columbia University 2-1. to 2-1. to one. What year was that? 1939? 1939. 1963, Houston Colt 45's Don Notterbart. No hits the Phillies 4-1. to one. Don Nuttybar? Notterbart. N-O-T-T-E-R-B-A-R-T. I like my idea better. I'm a big fan of Nuttybar. Uh, 1970. This is shocking to me. Not that he did it, but that he was the ninth player to do it. Hank Aaron is the ninth player to get 3,000 hits. Oh, just the ninth. Just the ninth. Yeah, that, that is shocking. If you'd asked me what number he was, I, I, would, I, I might have said something in the 20s. Uh, or lo, low teens. Low teens, yeah. Low teens, mid-teens areas, yeah. where I, but ninth. 1984, Cincinnati Reds' Mario Soto throws a four-strikeout first inning. God, he, he he was. I just always thought he was a really good pitcher. You, when the Reds needed something, it just seemed like he was he was a stopper for him there for a period of time. Brandon Birdsell laughs at that. <laughs> Mario Soto. 
Tell him to do it two times in a row. Hmm. First two innings of a game. Hmm. Then he'll be doing then something. Then he'll be doing something. Okay. okay. Then he'll be going to his catcher going, dude, seriously yeah. make a catch. Mario Soto. Or a throw. Yes. Remember, catcher was catcher was benched. Yeah. <laughs> catcher was not seen very often after that. <laughs> Poor kid. 1998, New York Yankees pitcher David Wells. Tosses a perfect game in a 4 to nothing win over the Minnesota Twins at Yankee Stadium. This is the one where he was wearing Babe Ruth's hat? No, no. He tried to wear Babe Ruth's hat. They did not allow him to do it. Yeah. I think it was when he was extremely hungover. That's yeah. what he was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And in 2018, I bring this up so we don't forget. Michigan State University will pay $500 million mm. in claims to 300 survivors of sexual abuse involving Larry Nassar. Largest sexual abuse case in sports history. It is National Cherry Cobbler Day. Uh, I can get way behind the cherry cobbler. You're, you're not as much on the cherry cobbler. Yeah, I'm not really a big cherry guy. Yeah, I didn't think so. It's almost cherry season where they have them in the stores. On the little stem, you it's good know. News. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I anxiously look forward to the day the lucky lady comes home with, with cherries. It, uh, happy birthday to Matt Ryan, who's 38. Tony Parker, 41. Sugar Ray Leonard, 67. Matt Castle, 41, and Craig Ferguson is 61. I and, never was a really big fan of him. Craig uh, Ferguson? Craig yeah. Ferguson. Uh, he was a late night talk late show night host. Talk show host. Oh. I, enjoyed I liked it. Joe Ferguson. <laughs> the Bills quarterback, yeah. <laughs> I liked uh, Craig Ferguson exponentially more than his the guy that replaced him. Who's the guy that replaced him? I'm not even going to mention his name because he's that bad. He's he he no st- longer doing it anymore either. Okay. Um, in fact, that show is now over, I think. Okay. I think it's been... Uh, so. Ixnaid. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And this day in history. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We still have the, that. Well, we're, they're, it's the final thing. Okay. Yeah. Based on outcry from parents who uh, bought into what many had started as an idle rumor, mm. the FBI launched a formal investigation in 1964 in the supposedly pornographic lyrics of the song, Louie Louie. The investigation finally neared its conclusion today when the FBI laboratory declared the lyrics of Louie Louie to be officially unintelligible. Over the course of the next two years after the investigation started, the FBI gathered many versions of the uh, song to Louie Louie. They interviewed the man who wrote the song and officials at the recording label and released uh, the the Kingsman smash hit single. Hmm. They turned the record over to audio experts in the FBI laboratory who played it and replayed Louie Louie at... 78 RPM, 45 RPM, 33 and a third RPM, and even slower speeds in an effort to determine whether it was pornographic and therefore whether the sale was a violation of the federal interstate transportation of the material law. And that's the old Paul is dead thing, you know, playing the Beatles record Mm -hmm. backwards. Unintelligible at any speed Mm. was the conclusion of the FBI laboratory related to the investigators in charge on this day in 1965. Hmm. Not quite exonerating Louie Louie, mind you, but also not uh, damning the tune. They would go on to become one of the most covered songs in rock and roll history. Wow. And that is this day in sports What a waste of time. 
Was the uh, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan football or basketball? Football. Football. He just uh, signed a deal with uh, CBS. He's going to be an analyst, but he's insisting that he is not retired um, because he can't do that because he would jeopardize the $12 million he'll make to not play for the Colts in 2023. Uh, When the Colts traded him, traded for him last year, they knew they would owe him $12 million this year. They cut him in March to avoid having another $17 million shift from injury guarantee to a full guarantee. It's not free money. He technically has an obligation to seek NFL employment and to not refuse reasonable opportunities to play. If he announces, I'm out, the Colts could, in theory, try to not pay him. Okay? So he made it clear that this was not a retirement announcement. And uh, even if there's only a um, small chance, the Colts are going to have to pay him. But Jim Irsay, I mean, I think we would all, I think we would all agree, wh- whether we know very much about Jim Irsay or not, that he seems like the kind of guy that would like to find a way to get out of that deal. Like anybody would. I think anybody dollars. would, yeah. $12 million, that's, a, that's an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an awful lot to pay somebody to watch him on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? I mean, you know, somebody may, you know, have a hot team and their quarterback get injured and Matt Ryan's going, eh. Throw it on the sideline over here, and I feel feeling pretty good. You never know. You never know, right? Uh, we get this from King Craig. Best cherries I ever had was at Pike Place Market in Seattle. They were as big as plums. You ever been to uh, Pike Place in Seattle? I have never been to the Northwest. Okay, they um, you got to go to the fish market there where they throw the fish. You've seen that on TV, probably. I have. That doesn't look all that entertaining to me. Okay, it was. Okay. I mean, it's. I mean, it's not worth a five-mile walk or anything, but, I mean, it was it was entertaining to, to See, watch. See, he might for... actually be more involved if it was a five-mile I know, walk. I yeah. know. As soon as yeah. I said that, it's like, oh, if I told Jamie at the end of this five-mile hike to the top of this deal, yeah. and it's actually you go down, I think, to get to Pike Place Market. Uh, it's down there along the, the coast. and a coast or shore, I guess, so to speak. Anyway, it's um, it's a tourist trap. Yeah. Um, Let's see. If you are near Vernon, come to the Santa Rosa Rodeo Parade at 4 p.m. downtown. You're going to have a Lions barbecue today. And uh, one of our friends will be, uh, he'll be the meat server. Sweet. Okay. Uh, Pit barbecue, sliced choice beef and pork and all sides and the trimmings come through my line and I will fill up your plate. They have a rodeo performance tonight at 7.30. It's telling me you heard it on the morning drive. Yeah. You get extra special yeah, you get extra attention s- taken care of. Extra special attention. Just make sure that's not Jamie the calf, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, had the, I had the weirdest thing yesterday. Um, I, was, uh, I was out and about, and I found myself in Ropesville to uh, make a couple calls. And uh, I needed to use the convenience store, and I, I pulled in, and... It, as I was pulling out, I see this guy that looked familiar, and I was like, is that who I think it is? And then I saw this woman who I thought, is that who I think it is? And so I, I walked into the store, and there he was, the official official, getting himself uh, loaded up, going to El Paso. I guess he's got to return some art that was uh, loaned to his family for after his dad passed away that his dad had done. And so he was uh, headed to El Paso. And uh, we bumped into each other in Ropesville. 
fun. He looked he looked he looked limber. He looked limber. He looked like he was ready to ready to go. Okay. Okay. For his big race on Friday. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. You know, we've been uh, cracking the code, and the code has been cracked for this week, Jamie. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, given away $1,000, gee whiz, 1,000 simoles, you know, all those things. We've done it. Uh, courtesy of Double T 97.3 and the Home Zone, where they make your house a home. You can go to Double T 97.3.com, get entered in, because in a couple of weeks, we're going to give away $5,000. But uh, you've got to be Are entered those 5,000 G-Wizzes? No, it'd be 5 G-Wizzes. Oh, 5 G-Wizzes. <laughs> 5 G-Wizzes, because 5,000 G-Wizzes would be a lot more money than 5 G-Wizzes. Okay? okay? And we'll do that at two docks. That'll be on June the 1st. It's a Thursday. So I'll be looking for that and uh, go to, like I said, doubletee973.com, get entered in, and uh, you'll have a chance to crack the code uh, beginning Monday because, like I said, crack the code. People are getting smarter and smarter on this. The Amy. safe has been cracked this week. We yeah. have to get a new yes. safe built. Yeah. Yeah, they've, and they've it is a Double T 97.3 listener. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Eric Ritchie. Okay. It's our winner this week. Okay. Crack the code. Nine, three, five, eight, four. Okay. We came close yesterday because we, mm-hmm. you know, at this time, 24 hours ago, we had, our guy gave us, Heath, Heath yep. said uh, four. I wonder Eric, if. Eric actually entered it uh, one seven, 107thescore.com. Okay. So he's, he's goes on the tab of the score. Oh, but, well, you said. But he listens to this show, too. Oh, he does? Mm-hmm. You know that for a fact? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Congratulations, Eric. And you can buy us all the Eric first is drink. Someone who has served our country, so oh, happy to give him. Absolutely, thank you for your happy service. Happy to give him a thousand dollars. Yeah, and he's a huge baseball fan. Oh, there, well, there goes without saying that. <laughs> now it. we know how he got the code. He checked all the boxes, you know. <laughs> so. Checked all Jamie's boxes, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably is a Yankee fan too, right? Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. He's a Red Raider fan. Okay. Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's good as well. I uh, wanted to get your take on, on this. So this this little controversy started the other night with uh, the Yankees and uh, and the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, Aaron Judge hit the longest home run, I think, in the history of Rogers Center. It was like 462 feet or something. I can't believe it was only that far. It looked farther. Man, that was always crushed. Tape measure. Tape measure home run. See, and here's the thing. I think probably with today's technology, they know exactly how far it would hit. If he had done it 20 or 30 years ago or 40 years ago, it would have been over 500 feet. Yeah, and it feels like he and Stanton and others have hit them. Don't they have some 500-footers? And so for this one to be 40 less, gosh, that's crazy. But this was at Sky Dome or Rogers Center or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But apparently... um, the Toronto Blue Jay pitcher, Jay Jackson, now says, um, he confirmed this to The Athletic, that he was uh, tipping his pitches. Uh, Aaron Judge uh, confirmed the uh, he confirmed that to The Athletic. He's, the judge was seen glancing to his right during the at-bat. And this is from CBS Sports. The Blue Jays made it clear they believe Judge was looking over to receive some sort of information prior to the pitch. Uh, the Blue Jay manager, John Schneider, said... 
it's kind of odd that a hitter would be looking in that direction. He's obviously looking in that direction for a reason. Um, Aaron Judge said he was trying to get his guys to stop chirping uh, from the dugout. Um, he was looking to see who was chirping the team dugout. This is after Aaron Boone had been ejected. He said there was a lot of chirping from our dugout, which I didn't really like in a situation where it's a 6 nothing game, and I was trying to save Booney by calling timeout, like, hey, hold up here. Let me work here. I was just trying to see who was chirping in the dugout. It's 6 nothing, and Booney got tossed. Let's go to work. But apparently, um, they were able to pick up his pitches because of how he, how he was set up with, you know, I guess holding his hand above his head. And the first base coach uh, was able to see what he was doing and then signaled to the dugout. And then anyway, they're none of they're not. It's just baseball, right? I mean, in that case, I mean, it's just baseball. It's not like there's electronics involved here. I think there are two different situations going on. Um, there's two different things going on here. Uh, first off, um, there's video of Judge in the on-deck circle looking over and kind of gesturing to um, the dugout, and I think it's he and teammates figuring things out. Okay. Okay? Figuring things out with the pitcher. Okay? And then there's a separate situation where he's at the plate and he's frustrated with his teammates, and he even went on to say, I got on to him afterwards, him mm-hmm. being a leader on the team. You know, I don't want guys distracting me kind of when I'm at the plate. Okay. Okay. I get you're trying to stand up for me, but all right. So I think there's two different situations in play here. So I don't think Aaron Judge, when asked about this, actually lied. I think he just answered a different question. Okay. <laughs> but because I don't think what Aaron Judge was doing had anything to do with the tipping of pitches, okay? Um I think it's clear it, He was mad at his teammates for their chirping. Yeah, I don't know about mad, but like hey Yeah, you're distracting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a putter like a yeah. guy putting or whatever. Yeah. So but I think there clearly was the heat judge and some teammates figuring some things out. And um, I, I mean, from from the video that I saw of the at bat, he wasn't looking over there as much as he was when he was in the on deck circle. And so that's where it was really obvious to me that they were figuring things out from the guy. And um, so to answer your question, 100 percent, it's just baseball. OK, it is illegal to use digital technology Trash to steal games. signs and, well, I mean, but that started with digital technology. Sure, sure. Okay. They just relayed with a trash can. Okay. <laughs> it is illegal to do that with digital technology. Guys figuring out whether they're standing out at second base or they're at the plate and they can see what a guy's doing or they're paying attention while they're in the dugout when it's not there at bat and they're using that to their advantage and then sharing it with their teammates. That is 100% been going on since the history of the start of baseball. And it always will. And it is 100% fair. Don't tip your pitches. Okay. And And, if, I mean, it's going on at every level. Yeah. Basically what uh, Jay Jackson was doing is he was raising his hands prior to each pitch. And it, uh, it allowed the Yankee first base coach, Travis Chapman to see his grip. And then what this article is saying is that Chapman then could have relayed the incoming pitch to judge or to somebody in the dugout so the judge would have some kind of a visual sign. Again, it's just baseball. This has been going on forever. And what the Blue Jays aren't happy about, and again, both teams do this all the time, 
is that the coaches apparently were out of the coaching box so that they could get a better angle of what oh. of what Jay Jackson was Well, this doing. is all going to be blown out of proportion because of what's gone on in recent years with Major League Baseball. Sure. Sure. Because now everybody wants to say, well, you're cheating. No, this is what everybody's doing. The this Blue is... Jays are trying to do the same thing in their dugout. They're trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. And guys will tell you, just like the pitcher did, he will tell you, you know, once I watched the video, I could see I was tipping my pitches. Yeah. I, I could, I, I was, I was doing something different. Whatever. I'm amazed. I am absolutely amazed at how smart these guys are at doing that. Okay, mm-hmm. As, you know, it's difficult just to watch a well a guy the way he. It's funny the different things that they will pick up on where he holds his glove, how high he holds it, you know, how long he's reaching into the glove to grip. They can tell why where the arm angle when he's reaching in to see what grip he's putting on the ball. All these things, I'm I'm amazed. The I mean, but I that they are but able these to guys analyze. have played so much sure, baseball sure. and s- stood around in dugouts and watched guys and all of that kind probably of stuff. Probably helps them pass the time. It, that's exactly what I was just thinking about saying. They probably it's like probably a fun game for them. Watch yeah. this is going to be a curveball. Watch I think that you know you know I bet probably you, betting I, on I, it. Yeah, too. I'll bet you hundred grand. <laughs> this is a curveball. Whatever. But well, and not only that, but I mean you know now that the games are going faster, it's probably going to be harder for them to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, um, this again. I, I think there are two different things going on. I think Aaron Judge like skirted the question. I don't think he wanted to. Mm-hmm. It's somewhat. It would be. You would be showing up a pitcher if you said, "Yeah, dude was pitch uh, tipping his pitches. It was easy to hit a home run off of him." You don't want to act that way, yeah. right? Because you mm-hmm. would be embarrassing a pitcher. Sure. So Judge, I think, skirted the question and started ta- talking about how his teammates were chirping at the umpire, which is a completely different thing. <laughs> <laughs> completely different thing. Well, and the other thing is he's still got to hit it. You know, I mean, you can... You can... Yeah, but it, as we all know, it's a lot easier to know if it's a fastball or, yeah. or off speed what you're doing. It's a different deal. Yeah, you can sit on it just a little bit. I mean, again, you still you still got to do yeah. it. You still, you still got to hit the ball. 725 this morning on the morning drive. Jamie's question of the day is next. He assures me it's going to be a fun one jeff and for you our fine listening audience right i've enjoyed most of his questions yeah i've not ever not enjoyed one of your questions. there's only one that i can remember that wasn't quite enjoyable but right you, am i right you, you got a fun one for us i hope so <laughs> i hope so too <laughs> this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, here we go. Question of the day for me and Jeff and our fine listening audience from Jamie Lint. Chuck has been way too serious so far today, so I'm going to oh, wow. let him answer a fun wow. one now. Okay. 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 I think this one's right up your alley. Okay, good. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Pick a Texas Tech coach on campus. hmm that you think would be good or really good coaching another team on campus. Oh, coaching another team on campus. So he's got to flip sports. Mm -hmm. Okay. I I think, uh, I think Joey McGuire would be a great basketball coach because of the energy and, you know, just kind of the hype and, you know, just the giving guys POBs, stuff like that. The 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 challenge for him though, um, is 
would he be willing to wear a suit every night? Because I, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that the the men's team will get back to wearing suits on the sideline. I'm hopeful for that. Uh, a lot of suits on that football sideline there, Chuck. No, no, no. There's none. That's right. But you're saying the football coach. I said would be a good basketball coach. Right, but 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 I would would hope that he would suit it up. You know, for his coaching on the on the sideline. I figured Joey McGuire coaching basketball would be the the answer that many would give. Uh, Wes Kitley. Okay. Really, whatever he wants to coach. Golf, maybe. What other than track? Whatever he wanted to coach, I would be willing to give him a try. Mm-hmm. Not only does he have the only active coach on campus with a national championship, right? But he also has sired a coach who is your offensive coordinator in football in a completely different sired. <laughs> That's a word I didn't think we were going to hear this morning. Check sired. that off the bingo card. Sired. So sired you know, not only is he a coach, but he has a coach's son who is mm-hmm. also a coach. I bet you Zach Kitley could coach basketball. I'll bet Zach Kittley uh, could coach track in some in some way. What about um, what about Tim Tadlock? What do you think? Okay, Jim, you go. Right. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so I have two guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, first and first, I'll go with Tim Tadlock. I I think he's got the very very accurate demeanor that you would want to be as a golf coach. Oh yeah, no question. And plus, he's a big time golfer. Okay, loves golfing. Okay. So I, I think he would be a terrific um, golf coach just because he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's not su- super, super, you know, emotional all the time. I think he's just got the right mental makeup. He would know when to push buttons, all that good stuff. So I'll go with Coach Tadlock there. But for my other guy, I'm going to flip it back, okay? I think Greg Sands... Uh, would be a terrific uh, baseball coach because I think Coach Sands is the kind of guy that if you go off of what McGuire has told us um, from watching him at Tech basketball games (laughs) where he's not afraid to wear out an official. You mean Jeff McGuire or Joy? No, no. Jeff McGuire has told us that Oh, Greg Sands. That Greg Sands wears out the officials at basketball okay. games. So I think he'd be perfect there at the end of the dugout. Kind of, you know, he's got that calm demeanor that, that you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm in control here. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's, you know, a pitch called low that he th- thinks should be a strike. And I think Coach Sands would be the guy that could, you know, really chirp at the home plate umpire without – getting himself tossed because he's more of in control kind of guy. See, I think Coach Gerlich would be an old school baseball uh, coach because she's not afraid to mix it up. <laughs> she'd, she'd, get out there. she'd be out there kicking dirt on <laughs> the would, plate. Yes, yes. She, have, yeah. she wouldn't last because she'd argue balls and strikes. Hey, what? No. <laughs> she'd be out there. So whoever the whoever the third base coach is would get a lot of we get a lot, but I think she could, we, I think she could do that. Surprised no one said Tom Stone football. Yeah, I did have as Tom opposed Stone, to football. I did have Tom Stone in my head for something, but yeah, I think. Uh, well, he would definitely rival Coach McGuire for his his pregame and halftime speeches sure. to motivate a team. Sure. There's no question. So I think probably the I think probably both those two coaches could flip. 
because there's probably some of that going on mm-hmm. with the, the fiery speeches with soccer sure. and mm-hmm. football. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't, I don't, that was I, a good question. I bet Coach Stone would be good at basketball, too, because it feels like, you know, like you talked about uh, Coach McGuire you, you, saying that I, I don't see Coach McGuire as a guy that wears out the, the referees in mm-hmm. football games. No. And, and pre, I think it seems to me like 50% of a coach's job in basketball is just to yell at the officials about everything. I think you have to be careful about that, though, yeah. because I think you can, I yeah. think you have to remember that they're. Um, can Stone be careful like that, though? <laughs> I say this as a fan of Tom Stone. Mm-hmm. Can he be that careful around a basketball official? Yeah, I, I don't think Coach McGuire wears out the officials enough to be a basketball coach. No, I think you're probably right. Yeah. But he, and Coach Stone, I would be a little bit afraid, would get tossed too many times during basketball, during basketball season. season. In the first half of every game. <laughs> Sometimes you got to set a tone, Jeff. Te- teed up a couple of times. Might as well do it early. Yeah, yeah, get teed up a couple of times. That, that, yeah. uh, that, is, uh, that is problematic. Um, I don't know Tony Greystone enough to kind of have you give a feel for, for him. And, he's, I think he's more of a low-key guy, so yeah. he'd probably be more of a... He and Tim Tadlock are very similar in yeah, personalities. Very yeah. even keeled. Yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of the one drinks the coffee, tone. one drinks Mountain Dew though. Yeah, yeah. Who? Coach Greystone's a Mountain Dew guy, and Coach Tadlock's a coffee guy. He's he is a, a big hardcore coffee, coffee guy. Coffee guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time's got a. I see him with a cup, you know. Uh, which, and it, Coach um, Coach Tadlock also a big fisherman. Yes, but we don't have a fishing team. Otherwise, I would have picked him for that spot. We don't have a fishing team. If we had a fishing team, he probably would leave the baseball program. (laughs) Probably so. I don't know that you can make as much money being the fishing coach as you can can being the baseball baseball coach. He probably would head over there. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. This, uh, Tom Stone would be a great football coach. This, I think, basketball coaching coaches wearing suits has passed no not on the women's side from nba down none of the coaches wear suits anymore i'm disappointed by that no you turned you turned our conversation about fun coaches into the serious clothing discussion yeah. over there somebody says stop being the old man chuck okay chuck with the suits again lol they don't even wear them in the nba uh, yeah i i agree i think it's done nobody, nobody wants it uh, i mean I, the coaches clearly don't want it yeah i'm so, more worried about the well, so why why should it come back? I don't know. I I just think you, I just think it looks good over there. You, you missed the you. moment where they get so frustrated I with think, the official they mm. have to rip off the jacket. I think I think uh, I that's think what you Chuck look misses. good. You coach good. Uh, Chuck with the suits again. Oh, I already read that one. Um, this I'm more worried about the basketball coach getting wins instead of what he wears. Okay. Yeah. Amen. A little bit of both there for me. Uh, mm. Your thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Here on Double T ninety Someone says we do have a bass fishing club team. Yeah. Okay. We do. Nobody huh? tell Tadlock. Yeah, I'm. I'm with Chuck. I'm sure he, he's paid better for the <laughs> baseball game. Than the, than they're not building. They're not building anything for the bass club, are they? You know, maybe a new clubhouse for them. <laughs> uh, this uh, coach Gerlich coaching football. She's married to a former player, so she'd be wearing Brian out with questions until she was uber prepared. There's probably some truth to that. Although she probably she probably has a, been around the football enough that she probably has a pretty good idea what what's going on there. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, you know. I don't know. 
What sport do you think you could coach? None of them very well. Yeah. I think you could be... I mean, you've got the baseball pregame down. I mean, you, we're here with the skipper, Jamie Lint. Jamie, tell us about your baseball team. What oh, I can start? do coach speak. I can do the interviews. Yeah. I think you could go out there and hit some fungos. I, I, could, hit, I could hit, hit some, fungos. I think you yes. fell out a lineup card. Legible. Could you throw BP? Yes. Yeah. Well, Every time I pitched, coach. I was throwing BP. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I excelled in that. See, I think you could be a baseball coach. Uh, uh. <clears throat> uh, Come on, the, they have the DH. How hard can it I be? I can't fix things. If somebody's swing is wrong or if somebody's release point is wrong and their curveball, I can't. Nuisance dads for to do all that. No, I, can't. <laughs> I got coordinators, right? I got a, coordinator. Do I get an offensive coordinator sure. and defensive sure. coordinator? Sure, sure, sure. sure. Yeah. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'll be stunned if anybody agrees with me, okay? Okay, it's your first foray into... uh, Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong, so... It's it's really kind of a two-parter. It's not traffic-related, is it? I'm no, really, really hoping that I agree with Chuck today. No, I don't think you will. I, I feel like he needs... I don't think he will. I think he needs the POB of uh, us agreeing <laughs> with him. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm want... going to be on this. I'm going to be on this uh, edge want... of the branch by myself. I think. So here, here's what I think. Uh, I, I think that if we're going to have casual Friday, which a lot of businesses do, including this one here, I think there should be a dress for success Wednesday, where. If you're in the business of doing business, mano a mano or mano a woman or woman a woman, then you should dress appropriately. And for a, for a guy, that's coat and tie. So if you're going you're gonna to have the dress for success Wednesday, you can have the casual Friday. Otherwise, you do away with casual Friday. Uh, the other thing is, I think for um, conference games, uh, men and women, uh, the men should be in coat and tie. For the conference games, at the very least, for the home games, at the very least, for the home games, I think, I think that uh, looking good it goes with coaching good, goes with playing good. We're going to have fifteen different uniforms for all these people. The head coach and his assistants can wear a coat and tie at least for the conference games. So I don't think anybody will agree with me. <laughs> what did uh, Coach McCaslin rock when he was at UNT? It looked like a sweatsuit. Looked like a sweatsuit. Yeah, okay, so like we can assume suit. he's not going to be a coach. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe he, maybe he'll say First Big Twelve, off, Big Time, okay. Power Five. You know, making three million a year. I can go get me some suits. Okay, I bet it wasn't a sweatsuit. Well, it looked like that, a, a sweatpants were made over for the eighties. It looked like a looked <laughs> okay. like a it looked like uh it looked like a okay it looked like a, a running suit like it, it I think it was from I think. I think North Texas is an Adidas school, but I'm not certain about that. Adidas. <laughs> Jeff, you go uh, first. All right, tell you you're wrong. Um, you are wrong about the casual Friday and the suit up Wednesday. Dress for success Wednesday. Let's call it like it's supposed to be called. See, if it was suit up, I might be in, but because it's got to be dressed for success. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. then we could be going around on Wednesdays quoting okay. How I Met Your Mother suit up and Wednesday Barney Stenson. Okay. But you decided to, you know, 
not go that direction. Suit up Wednesday is fine. That's fine. You, I, you said it doesn't work. So we, we've already moved past it. Okay, you don't have to be 10. You're, okay? you're wrong. I'm t- <laughs> you're wrong. Sit there and be wrong. It's fine. You're allowed to be and wrong. Don't ever call him Jerk Jeff. God, you've, you've kept up with yeah. that yourself. I've never called you Jerk Jamie. Never. Mm. You've always mm. called yourself that. Mm. I've never have. Now for the basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm. For the basketball. I wouldn't hate that. You wouldn't hate I that. I wouldn't hate that. For that the, if it was conference games, mm-hmm. suit and ties for home games. Yeah. If that was what they, if that's what an agreement would come to, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. Jamie? Oh, I have to talk now? <laughs> yes. It's required. This is a radio talk show. Can't just sit there and nod like a puppy in the back of the window. <laughs> as much as you may want to. Chuck, you are not wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong because when I put this sh- idea together for the show, my thought was this will force us to talk sports for one segment. Well, we do. We do. We talk, we've talked a lot. I mean, of this will today. force us in the eight o'clock hour mm-hmm. that usually gets a little loosey goosey. Sometimes it does. To focus on a sports topic. Okay. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> it's got sports adjacent to it with the second right. question. Okay. Um, okay. Now for your <clears throat> statements. A bold proclamation. Um. I. I think you're wrong because I think most jobs where the coat and tie mm-hmm. are expected, I bet they're still wearing them on Wednesdays. I bet they are. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think that it would work for many jobs where it's not the look. It's not what you wear. It's yeah. not appropriate. Yeah. Right, and the, and I would say that the majority of jobs in the world, mm-hmm. the coat and tie are not appropriate. No, it's even the ones that, that where it is appropriate that's not being it's it's being ignored. It's disturbing. It's disturbing. <laughs> it's disturbing. Of all the things that are wrong in our world right now, how is that <laughs> it's even dis- on the? <laughs> it's disturbing. Radar. Well, it's disturbing to me, but I mean, you know, I mean, I marched sometimes to a different drum. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. Um, the second part of it, I just don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, if our coach, I don't, I don't, I don't think our coaches should wear wind suits. Okay. Apparently he had a, it was. Unless they're in Hawaii, then they can wear the. Sure. The, the Hawaiian shirt and short and some nice Under Armour dress shorts. And I'm totally good with it. Some slides or some flip flops or no a beach shoes. No. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. But when you're in Hawaii, you can wear the Hawaiian shirt Shirt and the shorts. Okay. Okay. I, man, but I don't care. I don't care if they, but I, I think slacks and a polo are great. I love mm-hmm. when our coaches all look the same mm-hmm. and not different with their different shirts. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. I don't. Um, uh, the women's basketball coach here and in many coaches across the country, they make a statement with their um, with their look. 
Yeah. And I have no issue with it. I love it. Yeah, I think they look great. Okay, but they don't. I, I like the fact that um, on the men's side, they'll match. Okay. Okay, and they look together as one cohesive unit. Okay, uh, and it's not you're not making a statement. You're mm-hmm. not you're not showing that you're different than everybody mm-hmm. else. You're all the same. I have no problem with either stance. Okay, <clears throat> I just don't care that much. Okay, I don't care that much. Um, so I don't think you're wrong for saying you think they should wear it for conference games. Yeah. If you think they should wear it for conference games, then they should be wearing it all the time. Okay, that I, I mean. I mean, if you, I mean, if your statement True. is they don't look good enough to represent us for a conference game, well, what is that uh, saying? A, a non-conference harsh. game doesn't it's little, matter. It's a little harsh. Well, a non, non-conference <laughs> game, we're, we're not all in on these. We're not like, we're. Not, I mean, you should dress good, coach good, whatever. It doesn't matter if you coach good for this because it's slippery rock <laughs> coming to town. <laughs> Just that was for our slippery rock listener out there. Okay. This is not. I, this. I'm really disappointed in their 23 and 28 baseball season this year. They needed to be better. Yeah, I, I don't Pretty remember. That's actually truthful. I looked it up. <laughs> Sorry, um, Jeff. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. I don't remember what McGuire wore last year for Big Twelve Media Days. I hear we get a coat and tie on, right? But I, the, the the aspect of this that I'm going to get to mm-hmm. tech coaches at Media Day mm-hmm. to me should be wearing the black you know black coat, white uh, white shirt, red tie. Those are our school colors. It is a classy look. I don't remember what his tie was last year. Um, I remember you know why, because it doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't. But when I see the pic, like <laughs> I want to say one year clip. It's really bothering you, isn't it? No. And that know. bothered Another me. Another swing and miss by me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was one year that Cliff wore a purple tie, I think, and it was like a purple speckled thing. Mm-hmm. That you know, it was a fashion statement, and Cliff, Cliff absolutely knows more about fashion than I do. Let me make this very clear. Uh, but that bothered me. How about football? Probably that too. <laughs> that was in question. I'm glad you made that clear, Jeff. Um, but him wearing purple as the Red Raider coach at Big 12 Media Day bothered me. Bothered you. Yeah, it bothered me too. Like, what are you doing, man? I don't remember it, so. Hey, 24. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Wow, Jamie dropping windsuits. Do you wear those after jazzercise? Uh, <laughs> Dress in a, uh, this is a Tom Landry reference here. Somebody says, uh, oh, I missed it. Oh, here we go. Dress in a James K. Wilson tailored suit with a fedora hat. Yeah. You I know, just don't you, know what's wrong with, with polos and, and well, slacks. I mean, uh, this from Bobby Hot Dogs. You guys laugh at Chuck's intentional mispronunciations, but the first way he said Adidas is actually the correct way to pronounce it. Americans as a whole have mispronounced it to a point where the wrong way is assumed to be the correct way because of the continued mispronunciation. Bobby Hot Dogs doesn't usually agree with me, so I consider this kind of a stamp of approval. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.